Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker, Linda M. I came here to lose a few pounds, but I also wanted a different life. My life was totally unmanageable. Um, I'll go back a little bit. I came from a small family. My mother and dad moved out here with me and left all of their family behind. And I, I, my parents loved me. When I walked in the room, my dad's eyes would light up. But they got married very late in life, and they didn't have the tools to discipline or show a lot of affection um, or they just didn't have the tools, but they were wonderful parents. And I had another sister that was born that lived 10 weeks. And then I have another sister who's seven and a half years younger. So I grew up in California um, and my childhood was normal. but my dad was pretty critical of how I looked, how I dressed, what I wore. And I just want to skip ahead and say that I started taking diet pills when I only had a few pounds to lose. And diet pills led me to every other drug I ever took. And I also became a drug addict alcoholic along the way. But food was my first love. And food, I when I learned how to be a bulimic, it was like, I'm going to eat everything in sight and just get rid of it and do it again and again and again. And that behavior was so crazy and so insane. So that's all I want to say about the past. But in 1972, I was living, um, I had moved to New York, actually, and I came home and I got an apartment and I lived on Oakhurst and Beverly Hills. And I just remember in 19, and I'd gone to different therapies to find out what was wrong with me and different self-help groups and I took EST, which was a two weekend program that didn't do anything for my drug or food addictions. Um, It gave me some tools, some new information, but you know, I would go to different therapists to find out what was wrong with me. And so in 1972, I was looking in the mirror one day and I just said, God help me. And this man I had been working for, who I'd been seeing also, beside working for him. Somehow he had the number of a woman in in West Hollywood named Elizabeth Palms and he didn't even know her. I don't even know how, how he had that number. So, but I just remember saying, God help me and God did help me. He, he gave, got me this number. And this number was a therapist. I went to see her a couple of times and she put me in her group and in that group were people that were in OA. Um, AA and other 12-step programs, and and I had never thought of that. I had never tried that. So I went to my first meeting on Crescent Heights and Olympic, and I remember sitting in that room and identifying so much with the feelings, but I wasn't ready to admit that I was powerless and that, um, that I could do this. I tried it. I got sponsors and I came in and out from 1972 to 1978. 
And during that time, I tried AA too, in and out. And I, I got different sponsors and I tried OA, I tried AA, but I just wasn't ready to admit that I was my I was bodily and mentally different than my fellows. I I wasn't ready to admit that I was constitutionally constitutionally incapable. Well, I thought I was constitutionally incapable because I had come in and out for so long. 1978, I was sitting in another apartment looking in the mirror saying, "God help me." And was two things I wasn't going to do that day was eat or drink, and I was led to the Mustache Cafe to eat and drink and. I was going in and out of the bathroom and I had a moment of clarity where I thought, this is crazy. And from the outside looking in, it looked like I was having fun. And from the inside out, I was dying. And I always say, no one comes up to you and taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, I bet you're dying on the inside. So that was my journey. And I got back to these rooms by the grace of God. And I got a sponsor that worked OA and AA together. And I, I was, I, I was willing, I became willing because my life was such a mess. I finally became willing. I didn't think I could stay here. I didn't think I would do this because I never stayed anywhere for long enough to reap the benefits. I tried millions of therapies. I was someone who had many, many temporary jobs. And um, I just didn't believe that I could, I could do what, was, what we needed to do here. But I knew that I needed this. I guess in my soul, in my guts, I knew that I needed this and I wanted this. Thank God I wanted this. So after coming in and out and trying it my way over and over again, I finally came back and I trusted that you, I trusted your God. I didn't trust myself at all, but I trusted my sponsor. I trusted the people that had gone before me. I took millions of contrary actions. I acted as if I could do this. I finally admitted that I had entered myself that I was powerless and that my life was unmanageable. And I came to believe there was a power, like this room is a power greater than myself that I could turn to for help. And I became willing to turn my will and my life over. And I was a self-will run riot person. I had to start working at a young age to help out my family. Um, so I believed that my will would get me everything I needed, but it didn't. But I tried, I tried. And I finally was willing to take direction and uh, turn my life, my will over. And my sponsor gave me a lot of direction and, and, um, I remember when I came back to these rooms, she said, you can't just sit in meetings, you have to get a job. And so I got a job. Um, today, if she said that, I, would, I don't would know if I could ever find a job, but I got a job and I got a job and I supported myself and I always supported myself. And the fourth step says we're as sick as our secrets. And I told my secrets to somebody and I still do that in the fifth step and I, and the sixth and seventh are defects of character, and I still work on those on a regular basis and ask God to remove them and to show me a better way. And um, the eighth and ninth step was making amends, and my parents got to see me be a living amends. I got to be a living amends to my dad before he passed and to my mom. My mom lived two weeks short of 100, and she got to see me be okay for quite a while. And that's all they really wanted was for me to be okay.
um, when one of my biggest fears was when my parents would pass, since we had no family out here, how would I get through that? I went to a meeting, I raised my hand. I, I learned how to live my life out loud in these rooms. I learned how to ask for help. And you guys were the pallbearers at my, at my, um, at my dad's funeral and at my mom's funeral. You, you guys were the ones that showed up and supported me. And you have through every single situation that I've had to go through, the good and the bad. I've had to go through robberies in my business. I've had to um, get married and divorced. I had a big legal situation that was unbearable practically, but I came to the rooms and I talked about it. People wrote letters for me and I went to Tampa to deal with it. I knew nobody there. And um, I went to a meeting, I raised my hand, I don't know anybody. Someone drove me to the courthouse, drove me back because I learned how to live my life out loud in these rooms. And the 10th step, you know, when I'm wrong, I promptly admit it. Sometimes I admit it too fast just to get it over with. But mostly, I, today I get in touch with those feelings and I get in touch with my part. And I ask God to help me do it a different way. And I make amends when amends need to be made. I used to make amends immediately just to get it over with. But now I've learned how to sit with it, even though that's hard for me and to look at my part, because I always have a part. Um, I, I, ever since day one, I've gotten on my knees and say, Dear God, please keep me clean and sober and abstinent. Every night I thank God. And today I just also add, keep me safe, self-supporting, and, and healthy. And same for my family and friends. And that's that's my prayer. And I, I need to get more into meditation. And the 12 step says we carry the message and and we practice these principles in all of our affairs. Um, Ten minutes, Linda. Thank you. Um, and I'm, I'm just grateful for this way of life because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who wanted it. You know, it's not for people who just need it. If it was, the rooms would have many more people in it. It's for people, in my opinion, that want want this. And I, I wanted this. I wanted to change. I wanted values in my life. When I got here, I my values were out the window. I didn't even know what my values were. I couldn't look in that mirror and see that girl looking back at me. I didn't like her. I didn't like her because of all the actions I used to take that were hurting me, you know, going to dry wells for friendship, picking men that were unavailable. Um, I remember going to some of the most exciting parties that anyone, anyone would want to be at with interesting people. And where would you find me? By the buffet and by the bar. And that, that took over my life until I got to these rooms. Being a bulimic was not a good thing and I couldn't stop. And I remember when I picked my sponsor, she didn't want to sponsor me. I asked a few people to sponsor me and, and they were all busy. And I said, all the winners are busy around here. And so she decided, okay, call me. But the first thing she said to me was, you can never be a bulimic again. It's sick behavior and it's, you're, it's done. And I, I truly believe that God speaks to people and God spoke through her to me, and I could hear that, and I never did it again. 
by the grace of God, I celebrated 43 years, September 30th, in both programs. And, um, and that's only because of working these steps, having a sponsor, going to meetings, starting meetings, um, using the tools. I mean, to me, it's a package deal. And I, I wanted this package. I wanted to be able to look in that mirror and like that person looking back at me. In 1986, I, I always share this, but I'll share it for people who haven't heard it. In 1986, um, I had gotten sober and absent in 78. In 1986, a guy had called me to come to work for him in the 20th Century Fox. I knew him socially. And so I went to work for him and he was a screamer and a yeller and it was not pleasant. So I, I went to see Chuck C. Chuck C lived in Laguna. His house overlooked the ocean and he would say if the ocean was scotch, there would never be enough. And for me, there was never enough drugs, never enough food, never enough attention, never enough of anything. In fact, I used to like buffets. I don't like them that much anymore, hardly at all. And I used to think if I wasn't right, right the first one in line, by the time it got to me, there wouldn't be enough food. There always was enough food, but that was my thinking. Anyway, I went to see him about work and he said, I said, I'm working for this screamer and yeller. And, and he said, you go to work for fun and for free. And I said, well, I go to work for a paycheck. And he said, well, you go to work to be of service, to be a worker among workers, to do a good job. And so I started praying when I left there and it didn't take long. I, I don't know how many weeks it wasn't that long. I started praying, dear God, I wish I could find a job. I always had a lot of good jobs. I had fun jobs. I worked for on the Elvis comeback special and I worked, you know, I worked for a man that produced the Academy Awards and I, I got to meet tons of interesting people, but I was never a worker. Like I was, I, I, I was a glorified secretary, which they don't offer those jobs anymore. But in those days, you know, I could answer the phone and do a few things and nothing, nothing major. And I got those jobs, you know, for a while. But anyway, I started praying, dear God, I wish I could um, have a have a job self-supporting. I've always been self-supporting, but I wanted to be more self-supporting. Like what I do, be of service. And I went out to buy tennis shoes on my lunch hour one day and ran into a guy on the escalator at the mall on Pico in Overland. It's not there anymore. And he said, you should call my wife. And so a couple of days later, I called her and she bought some accessories, nothing fabulous, but something that was okay at the time. She said, take some stuff to work and I won't cash your check. And so I did. And um, I did it part-time at first. And a friend of mine said, you're really good at this. You should do this full-time. And so I quit my temporary job. And now it's like, what, 40 years later, 35 years later, and still doing it, barely. I'm somewhat, somewhat retired, even though I don't want to be. But because of the pandemic and my age and everything, I'm not working like I used to. But I have to say, I loved what I did. I was able to be of service. I was able to be a worker among workers. Thank you. Five minutes. Um, and and only because I remember being scared about going out to see people or making cold calls and 
you guys just encouraged me all this all along the way. I, I, I got. A, I remember when I was robbed the first time, and I everything was taken out of my trunk, and I, I um, went to a meeting, and someone and I said, I don't feel like working because you work hard, and then everything's taken away. And they said, um, just make three calls a day and go about your business. And so I started making three calls a day, and three calls led to ten calls, and. They always paid off. They always paid off. And, you know, all I want to say is, you know, I'm back in the book and I'm back in the steps because my sponsor is very much into the book and into the steps. And that's where the recovery lies. I mean, I have to say I was one of those people that used to think it was the food plan that was going to make the difference. So I went to Gray Sheet, I went to F.A. and I went I went to how I went to all the food programs because the food plan was the answer. And I finally came back full circle. Thank God. Came back to OA, got a sponsor that was in the middle of the herd that sponsored people, went to tons of meetings, was into the book and more into the book now than ever before. And, and has pushed me along the way to get more involved in the book and the steps and and being of service and thank God because we come here and we get a life back. And then a lot of people, in my opinion, can slip away, including me, because things are good and and you know a big a far cry from what from the way they used to be. But I, I, I don't want to forget what it used to be like and what I used to be like before these rooms and before the program. And I want to give back to the people that are coming in that need the help or people that go in and out. And so I stay here to do what I can to be of service and to tell you that this works, to keep coming back, to get a sponsor, to go to meetings, to be of service, to live your life out loud, to ask for help. All of those things have made a big difference in my life. And I was seeing that Nancy had posted on the chat that she had been to Israel. We never could have done this before Zoom to go to Israel, to go all, all over the world, to help people in other countries. I mean, there has been a little bit of a silver lining. There's, it, you know, for me, bad things have happened, but during the bad things or through the bad things, there's always been a silver lining because I've learned how to abstain from negative thinking. My parents came from Poland and, and Russia and, and, my dad's father died when she was a baby and, and they came from negative thinking. If my dad was five minutes late, we were at the window thinking we should call the police. And when I got here, you told me I could abstain from negative thinking. I could take contrary actions. I could act as if I could use your God when my God wasn't there. And so I've done that. And as a result, it's 43 years later, I can look in that mirror, I can like that girl looking back at me, and I can say thank God for Overdose Anonymous and all the 12-step programs because we are the lucky ones, we are the chosen ones, we are the fortunate ones. I came here because I thought I wanted to lose a few pounds. I had no idea that I'd get this in return. A life beyond my wildest dreams, relationships that really matter to me. So thanks for letting me share. I'll open it up to you guys and Happy New Year.